Welcome to Talking Giants presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Panic, who's actually not here with me, even though he's part of the interviews. We got two interviews on this show. We're off this week, but we got content for you. We'll have like a bleeding blue Talking Giants mix-up on Friday that I'll be on. Today, we're going Talking Giants International. New York Giants running back Sandro Platzgummer is, uh, we're going to start the show off with an interview with him. Really personable guy. I was telling some stories of how he came to the NFL, you know, um, his time in the Austrian Football League and some other cool stuff. So I thought it was a really good interview. And then our friend Ruben Vargas of Zona Gigantes, who does a, a, a Spanish Giants podcast, he does some interviews and stuff in English, and we'll have him on the channel to do some uh, Spanish streams with his co-host. A really cool thing to run the game internationally, and you know we're big fans of that. So we have that today. Um, so first Sandro and then Ruben. But before that, McGregor vs. Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264 and DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of USC, has a knockout offer. Knockout! This weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by first round knockout, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on the fighter. That's right, $1 on McGregor or Poirier. To win by first round knockout, you win $264. Is McGregor like good anymore? I don't know. He's, he's still a draw. Like I'll probably, I'll probably watch this fight because it's got McGregor's name in it, but it seems like he loses every time I watch him. There's no way to put your MMA knowledge for, to the test than to put your money with your, uh, where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball. We got the NBA finals going, hockey and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure and reliable so you can deposit which are your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code JOHNBOY to turn $1 into $264 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, one 800 Nine with it. And now, Sandro Platzgummer, running back for the New York Giants. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. All right, we now welcome onto the program. He's a running back for the New York Giants. He's with the Giants of the NFL International Player Pathway Program. Sandro Platzgummer. Sandro, um, first of all, thanks for coming on. I saw you were at the CF the CEFL Bowl a couple uh, weeks ago, and the Raiders were in it. They they didn't win. Were you tempted, you know, as a champion to just like suit up for that one game? Oh yeah, it was it was tough to watch. Um, I mean, uh, the Raiders are a really good team. You know, we this is the first CFL Bowl we we have lost. I think in since 2017. So uh, it's been a while, and. Uh, it was the second game I was actually watching. The week before uh, was pretty much the day when I when I arrived back from New York, and uh, I actually watched a, a really close close game against our rivals in the Austrian League. And the week after that, it was a CFL Bowl, and uh, yeah, like you said, it was it was tough to watch because I couldn't really help out on on you know on the field. But I, I did the the coin toss at the start. You know, I was with the team. I know all the, I still know most of the guys and the and the coaches, and uh, you know, it was a great feeling to be there that's cool are you like a celebrity over there now now that you're an nfl player uh yeah i mean you can say you can say so probably 
Yeah. So I, I want to go through your journey because, you know, most Giants fans probably aren't from like totally familiar with it. I know there's been stuff done. I mean, you're, you're from over there. Obviously, American football is not big over there. It's, it's growing, but it's not big. How did you get into American football? Was it, you know, later in life? Did you just like it as like, how did you get into it even as a, a fan and then a player? That's a good question. Um, you know, my, my parents always uh, did a lot of sports. My, my grandfather, he, he was a really good uh, soccer player. Um, my grandma, he, she was a, a, an Olympic skier. My, my dad was really good, like in, in tennis and swimming and, uh, and skiing as well. My mom, same thing, like she did all kinds of sports. So when I was a kid, like the expectation was just like, I'm going to do some sports because it's important for me uh, as a person and for my development. So uh, me as a kid, I was always, I always had that much energy. So I had, a, my, my brother's two years older. So basically um, I tried so many different sports because my parents knew like, if I, I can't just quietly sit down in school, if I don't like, you know, get the running in every day. So I, I, I tried out like gymnastics. I tried out um, skiing, uh, soccer, all the sports that, you know, are big in, in Austria. Um, and eventually, like we came, we came around football. Football has been we, the the football team I eventually uh, started to play for. Uh, they established in 1992, so it's been uh, almost 30 years now. But when I started, that was in, back in 2003. It was only about 10 years, 11 years off. So the program was going pretty well. We had a lot of American coaches in there. Uh, the system, everything, all the plays, everything is was made in English. Everything was from former NFL coaches, uh, college uh, college coaches and stuff like that, uh, guys like that. And then, yeah, that, that's pretty much, uh, I, I just started playing football. I loved it as a kid. Like I could tackle kids. I was allowed to actually have that body contact, which you were not supposed to do in soccer and, and gymnastics, you know? So that was perfect at the start. And then also the aspect with the ball, like I always loved uh, catching balls, uh, throwing the ball and everything. So from, from then on, I, I just, football was always my, my sport, I eventually uh, did some sports on the side, like in the off season, I would do some track and field and stuff, but uh, I would also ski because I live right in the mountains, but uh, you know, football was always the main sport and everything I did, I was just, I just did it to get better at football. So you kind of had like a conventional path to football, you know, kind of think of most kids over here, they, you know, they start it when they're kids and then they grow, you know, that's the game that they play as they're growing up, except you, you know, you just did it in a different country. So you played football, you know, as a kid. So was there any player or any athlete, maybe even, maybe it's not even just football. Was there any football player or athlete that you idolized growing up that you kind of maybe modeled your game after? It's like, I want to be like that guy. Yeah, there's multiple ones. And yeah, like I said, it's almost like the same as, as American players. Like I started football when I was six years old. I had pads on when I was eight. So, it, you know, it's been it's been a long time. I really grew up with football. And uh, I watched, I always watched the NFL. I was, uh, I remember playing when I was a kid, you know, I, me and my brother played on, on, on Madden. I played with Tom Brady and I uh, played with uh, Ray Lewis and those guys. So I still remember those days and, uh, you could say those were idols for me. Um, also, uh, Usain Bolt was was a guy that I always watched because I always was I was always fascinated by people that run so fast, you know. Which is also why I did track and field on the side. And it helped me a lot for football as well. And uh, yeah, so I would say those were the guys, and it, it kind of developed from there. You know, at times it might have been Leonard Fournette that I was watching 
clips from and then uh, eventually it was uh, Christian McCaffrey, a lot of different guys that I uh, really looked up on. Um, so you obviously were good at it and, and dominated in, in the Austrian Football League. How did the NFL thing happen? Like, obviously, you know, there's that pathway program. Was that something that you had been engaged in and talking to or was it uh, a, a surprise for you? Uh, it was more of a surprise because, um, you know, people always like we had some guys on the team, some fans and people that that always t said, like, Sandro, you, you move like an NFL player. Like you have testing like you're, you're testing like an NFL player. I run I run a four five or I jump like, you know, 40 inches high and stuff like that. So people were like, Sandro, why are you not going into the NFL? And people didn't understand, like, you can't just sign up for the NFL and then just go there, you know? So I never, <laughs> I never expected anybody to call me from the NFL. And, you know, I knew, like, I, I never, I never did that step with playing college football in the States, which some, some guys do in, in Europe, you know, because they know it's hard to make the NFL if you don't play college football. So since I was always an academic guy, I'm in med school in Austria. So, so my, my, my father, he was always high on, on education. So I didn't want to just go to the United States and play football and eventually come back and not really be able to use anything that I'd learned in university. So that was the main reason. And then, um, I mean, everything just happened perfectly. Like 2018, 2019, I had a great season every year. And every year was just a little bit better. And then 2019, I think I got a message from some guys and saying like my best football is ahead of me and stuff like that. And then um, was it right after the season, I got like a call from from guys for working for the NFL international program. And they told me about the testing that they have in October and uh, the best players eventually get to IMG Academy and might have a chance at, you know, getting on an NFL team. And it's only four guys making it every year. So at that point, like I thought, like well, I, at least I get the invitation. And um, I think because I usually have pretty good measurements, I felt like I, I can actually have a shot at this. So I just healed up after the season. I played through it like an, a, sh a shoulder injury, and uh, started working out in the off season. Probably how was it? Maybe two months or so. And then uh, mid October, they flew me out to to Germany, not too far from here, and. Uh, we had the testing and uh, I did pretty well. And then uh, I had to wait, basically. I had to wait until December, just kept working out. Um, I was in university all the time. Um, and in December, I actually got the call that I was going to be going to IMG Academy, working out with the Pathway program, being part of one of, uh, was it nine guys? And, uh, and four of those nine guys eventually would make uh, an NFL team. So at that point, it kind of got pretty real. You know, I, I, people were always talking. Uh, people already knew, like, well, Sandra, I have no doubt you're going to make this and everything. So, you know, it was a, it was a step-by-step -step, uh, thing for sure. Like, every year was better. And then I got that call. I was at the testing. Then I was uh, at IMG Academy. And then from there, I got the call to, to the Giants and, and that's, you know, everything else is history. So you come over here. Um, I'm sure it's it's some culture shock. And, and I mean, just joining the NFL, you know, every rookie is nervous no matter what. But you're coming from a whole different environment. Um, 
who was the most who who are you like the best friends with on the team or most friendly or really like welcomed you in at first because i'm sure you know you was probably nervous and awkward as you when you first came over um first of all i mean i wasn't really it wasn't really a culture shock because i've been to the united states a couple times before not 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 just img academy like i've been there on vacation with my family when i was 10 years old when i was 12 i was there just with my brother when i was 16 visiting some friends uh, i was there when i was 17 for like the whole summer at a at a host family play football there when i was actually when I was 13 i was our football team from back home the youth football team when i was the youth thir- 13 team actually went to houston texas and we played a football team from middle school there so so i've been to the states so many times uh, it was as you could say outside of austria it might be my my favorite country for sure um so that was easier than you, than you might think because I, I really knew like how everything is. And then um, when I once, once I got in the Giants at first, it was kind of hard because of uh, COVID, you know, people had yeah, masks on, you were not supposed to meet up with people. So I was, I was alone most of the time at, at the start, at least because uh, I mean, I could always call home, you know, um, technology these days uh, makes it possible. But at first it was kind of hard to actually meet people because everybody was not supposed to, you know, hang out and stuff. But the, I remember the first, the, the person I, I actually made friends with the fir- uh, uh, right at the beginning was the team doctor of the Giants. He was really nice to me. Uh, he, he actually gave me a couple hundred dollars at first. Obviously, I gave it back eventually, but I didn't have any money. I, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't get paid because I didn't have a visa yet. So I was not allowed to get paid in the U.S. So uh, he kind of helped me out with that. Um, um and that well, car dealership uh i know they I, I i love that that instagram post you made of like uh i got my first car i got that nissan you still have that nissan i still have that nissan it's it's uh it's it's still uh waiting for me i'll be back in like two weeks so so i still have that uh jesse armstead he actually helped me with uh with the car that's right yeah he has a car dealership yeah yeah, yeah. so he was a really nice guy too him and him and uh ronnie barnes i, I went to a couple dinners with for sure uh even this uh spring uh, so they're every you know the, the thing is uh, I think I feel like most Americans are generally very very welcoming so that was very helpful I think there was not a guy on the team that I felt like just didn't want to talk to me at all you know so Daniel Jones Darius Slayton all the guys were really nice so you know I couldn't really complain about anything has anybody ever confused you, especially with the mask on? Has anybody ever confused you uh, for Blake Martinez? Because I, I find that you two look very similar. So especially with the mask on, I can see somebody saying you look like a thinner Blake Martinez. Uh, definitely thinner. Um, I could <laughs> with a mask on, I could see it, but he's he's definitely bigger than me. Like I'm 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 about two hundred ten pounds. He's about I don't know two at least two thirty, probably two forty. Yeah, he's a really big guy. So. Outside of the face, I probably people wouldn't, wouldn't wouldn't mistake us for anybody. But I had a problem like at first, especially like when you meet everybody with the mask on, it's even harder to kind of see like who is who. And then uh, also talking to my running backs coach who had like a mask on, you know, we like in, in walkthroughs, we had a shield on, a mask on. It was kind of windy. So he was talking against the wind with uh, Louisiana accent so that was kind of hard for me <laughs> yeah but I, I know burton has that accent um 
So, yeah, but, yeah, that, that's, are you excited for the preseason? Because last year, I love preseason football. I love learning about, you know, besides like, you know, the, the top guys on the roster. Giants fans are finally going to get to, you know, see you in some action besides, you know, practice clips or some of the stuff we got from that scrimmage last year. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm definitely excited. Like last year was a, it was a good year to start because there was not much going on because of COVID, especially before the season. Now I'm, I'm really excited for the for a preseason. I, I, especially like, I feel I feel like I'm already more comfortable, you know, being on the Giants. I know how things go, and and uh, I just gotta prove myself in, in practice and not make any mistakes. Prove them that you know they they can put me on the field and not be you know scared that I might I might mess some some things up or anything, you know. That's just the goal. Like just just be my, my the perfect me uh, in, in training camp and, and prove myself so I can get reps for the preseason and then and then just keep it rolling from there. So you mentioned that this is year, you know year two for you're a little bit more a little bit more comfortable now. You know fans weren't allowed into even training camp last year. Um, you know which which kind of thing. So hopefully uh, you know from a fan perspective, from hopefully you know we get to kind of go back there. And from a fan perspective, we heard about Joe Judge's training camp as like a very intense training camp. So I kind of want to know from you, you know, what what does a Joe Judge kind of training camp look like? I mean, is it, a, you know, is it a tough practice? You know, is it a, kind of an, an intense time? And, you know, maybe when some fans get back in those stands for, for some training camp practices, what should we uh, what should we expect? You know, I can't really talk about all the details, but, uh, you know, in general, uh, from talking to you know so many different guys they always say like uh teams practice differently everybody does and then uh the giants definitely and coach judge uh he he, he very much uh wants everybody being bet in the best shape possible and by doing that we always do conditioning you know especially if it's hot and humid especially after practice so he kind of tests uh, the, the the mentality of the guys as well so Definitely, like I can see, I could see the Giants practices being one of the hardest of all 32 NFL teams. But I don't, I'm not sure. You know, I haven't seen another practice yeah. of any, any other teams. But I'm sure it's it's hard, and it is harder than we had it in Austria for sure. For sure. Um, so the NFL, you know, like football, you obviously you know plan on playing for some time. What are your plans afterwards? I know you you know, talked about getting a degree. Um, you know, the NFL is supposed to have games in Germany, uh, you know, uh, here soon. Like, do you have you thought about like what's next after football? Or are you just kind of in the moment? I'm definitely in the moment. Um, I, I was asked by some guys if I'm going to come back to Austria and play when I'm not playing in the States anymore. But those are always, always questions I can't answer right now, you know. Right. I, I would always love to keep playing football forever and then also play for for the Giants forever, if I, if I can. Um, but I'm just going to give my best all the time and uh, I'll see how, how, how far it goes, how many more years I, I, I can actually do it, you know. Football is only, I, I think the average time for guys in the NFL is not very long. And then, uh, you know, every year, every month, every week I can play, I can be there. I just, I just got to enjoy it and also just put the work in so eventually – if it doesn't work out anymore, which at some point it will, you know, I hope it, it'll be in 10 years rather than in two years, but at some point it's going to happen. So I don't want to look back and say, you know, I could have done better. I could have done more. Um, 
I just want to be able to say like I gave it everything I could and that's just the max I put out of, out of my body out of my out of, out of everything you know so and once that happens I'm gonna see what I'll do next for sure because I know I'm not gonna play football until I'm 70 years old I, I know I'm gonna finish university so I'll, I'll go back to Austria and finish my university I, I was a fourth year medical medical student when I when I got there so I have like three semesters left and then uh you got all those assistant years and stuff in Austria where I'm already right. working and earning money and stuff. So I'll, that'll be the next goal then um, being a doctor and uh, just trying to help people that have injuries just like I had, you know, pre- pretty much. Right. Well, I feel like, I feel like Ronnie Barnes has been here since 1924. Um, he's been in the Giants organization since then. So uh, well, why don't we, uh, why don't we get you over here so you can be the team doctor? I would love that. That's a, uh, that's 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 my that is my vision for you 25 years down the line after you retire from the giants so yeah. that's uh that's that's my vision for me for you yeah. you could imagine uh, uh me and ronnie talked about exactly that thing a couple times for sure and i'm i'm sure he would like me to to be able to do that but um i can't tell you now if, if that's ever gonna happen right and obviously it would be more than a uh, than a dream like i, I would probably wake up every day and be like, how is that possible? I play for the job and I'm a doctor. That's, that's just impossible. Well, so I, unle- until that happens, I'm not going to, you know, sit, think about it at all. It's just things going to happen the way they're, they're going to. Yeah. Well, what, whatever you do, just let us know. And we'll be, you know, we'll, we'll lead the media charge to get Sandra to do whatever he wants, whenever that happens. Um, now I want to finish it off with this. And I didn't know if I wanted to bring it up in 2018. You beat the Bratislava Monarchs 65 to 6. Is there anything that sticks out in your mind about that game from other games? Because you, I mean, I'm sure you won a lot of big games. Is there anything that sticks out, whether it's positive or negative from that game? Uh, there's always positive and negative from games. Um, you know, I remember that game. I'm pretty sure it was the it was the first game of the season. And I'm also pretty sure that um because Bratislava, which is they were they were a team that came up from the lower league, so we didn't expect them to be that great. I think I played for a quarter, maybe a half. That's how it usually hold, uh, goes when you play a team like that. And I remember because uh, at that time I was already, you know, playing really good football in the years before, and I just tried to be in an even better shape in that year. So uh, at the at the start of the season, I didn't really focus on 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 some fundamentals that I should have. And that was the first, I think that was the only game in my career I actually had two fumbles on. I, I think I didn't fumble the rest of the season for sure. And I, and I didn't fumble all 2019, but I had two fumbles in that game, which eventually uh, I think a receiver, somebody on my team recovered. So it wasn't really that bad, but it could have been bad. Yeah. And I also remember, I think I had, a, I think it was, it was only, f- was it four carries? I had like a 45 yard average on every carry. Which was crazy. <laughs> yeah. So I watched the highlights. So I always pride myself on every player the Giants add. I go and do research and I walk like and I watch, you know, because that's that's how we gain our following. Um, and then so when the Giants signed you, I'm like, well, how am I gonna watch, you know, him? This is gonna be highlights. So my best friend who was my college football teammate played for Bratislava. He's actually the guy who caused both those fumbles on you, was him. Really? Um so I felt bad because I shared – he sent me the video, and I felt bad because I shared the videos of our, our – like you said, your only fumbles. But uh, it's, it's a small world. Like I said, I'm from Florida. 
I played college in Minnesota. He was from Florida too. He played in that. I, I just called him. I was like, hey, do you know this guy? Now, he said you were a baller. We actually had him on the show when we talked about you. He said you were a baller, but he he was the guy who caused those two fumbles on you. He was an yeah, American was from that, Florida. That's, that's just how it happens. Like it, It's just a, a, a little thing that you'll be embarrassed about for the rest of your life because you maybe it comes up in, in 20 years and somebody's going to say, like, man, Sandra, remember you had one game where you had two fumbles. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, you, I mean, you averaged 45 yards in that game. I mean, you were, you were insane. So uh, it, it was just funny. It was a small world that my best friend happened to be the, the guy who did that. I'm not even sure if I, if I was called the player of the week, but I, I know I had like 180 uh, yards and was it in four carries? And I was embarrassed because I had two fumbles, you know, and, and that didn't really show up because we didn't lose the ball, but I, I hated that game. So. <laughs> you sliced them. I mean, both of them were him running from behind, you know, like from behind. So it wasn't like, you know, it was a big yeah, hit or and, nothing. And I don't want to make any any uh, excuses, but it was the first game and my conditioning was really bad because uh, I was like, I had like a hip flexor tightness going on for like all preseason, basically, like all the camps. So I didn't run as much. I didn't run as much as I used to. So I was after that first touch, I think the first play was a touch on like 60 yards or so. Yeah, and then and I was already like my 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 body was already shutting down. I was like, I was not in shape in that game. And then and then on the second run, like <laughs> even towards the end of the run, my body just gave up. So I just I just held the ball. I was already like falling over almost. So uh, well, listen, Sandro, I I think I'm gonna see him on the fourth of July. I'm gonna tackle him from behind uh, when he's not looking and and get payback because you know we I'm a Giants fan before I'm a friend. So I'll, I'll uh... I, mean, I actually appreciate that because it actually uh, improved my ball security uh, over the next year. And you know, once uh, if you never fumble, you kind of get lazy with, uh, with with things. You know, you might not keep holding the ball up here because they're like I never fumble anyways. Yeah, no one ever touched you. I mean, you were just juking people out of their shoes. Somebody's gonna show like show up your your weaknesses, and then uh, you just gotta keep working at it. You know, that's pretty. Well, that's I'll, I'll still good. tackle him for you, so it's yeah, all good. Yeah, still, Sandra. still tackle him. That would be Sandro. Great. Really appreciate you giving us some of your time. Uh, looking forward to seeing you in camp in a few weeks. So, man, uh, be well, man. All right, thank you very much. You have a good one. All right, thank you, Sandro, for coming on. Make sure. Make sure to go tweet at Sandro. Actually, he doesn't have t- Twitter, I don't think. He has, he has an Instagram. Comment on his most recent Instagram post and say, hey, you love the interview with Talking Giants. How about that? But before we get to Ruben next, summer's coming. I mean, it's already here. So, already off to a bad start. Summer's, summer's here, baby. We're getting tan. We're enjoying the 4th of July. Hope everyone enjoyed it. Are you ready to unveil your beach pod? Not quite yet. Like, I'll be honest, I'm not quite yet. Well, But if you are, you're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your names, fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by, go- by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code Giants. Do you think they called a hot guy instead of hot boy to like not alienate the the older audience? Because older guys, you guys need the shaves too. You know, and, and I know the older you get, it's probably more prone to mistakes. Hey, I've, 
you know, we've all had nicks and knacks before. We don't want to do that. But with Manscaped, now that I have that, I've never had that. It's time to bundle with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker, Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Can the travel bag even hold all that? Yes, it can. First off, the new Performance Package 4.0 includes the new Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is insane, and dare I say, the GOAT of ball trimmers. Yeah, I said it. I freaking said it. Their fourth generation on the 4th of July trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic uh, uh, blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced, advanced skin-safe technology. Um, and it's waterproof. Like, that's kind of crazy. Like, and it ha- has a light on it, too, like... Uh, I'll be honest, I was a little nervous to bring it into the shower with me, and then once I did, I was like, okay, there's nothing to worry about. You're not going to electrocute your balls with this stuff. So it's it's waterproof, so that's all good. And they got the, you know, the weed whackers uh, waterproof. They got the ball toner, deodorant. Ball. I mean, they've got everything you need. Literally, just go to their website, manscaped.com, and use code GIANTS to get 20% off plus free shipping. So it's 20% off, and then shipping is, like, pretty expensive nowadays. It's like every time I order something, I hate it because you have to pay for shipping. So get 20% off plus free shipping with the code GIANTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code GIANTS at manscaped.com. Escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with Manscaped. And now we have Ruben Vargas of Zona Gigantes. No holds bad. He, he took me in the low post and won, but I think we had on the Vasity. All right, we now welcome on to the program. We're continuing our, our international episode. Ruben Vargas, uh, Zona Gigantes. Uh, sometimes a Blondo Gigantes. Ruben, we were, we were getting ready to talk about it before the show started, so we figured we'd just save it for the interview. You just ran, Who did you just run into um, from the Vikings? So, two old pro linebackers. Well, hello, hola to everyone listening talking giants justin congratulations for your new hiring in john boy media i'm so happy for you thank you and i just met in barcelona they are on holidays uh kendrick uh, well eric kendricks and uh bar anthony bar the two linebackers of the vikings they are on holidays here in spain uh, it's funny you ran into two vikings linebackers and it wasn't the ones that i have like man crushes on where like i love ryan Connolly. And then they drafted Chaz Surratt, who was like my draft crush. So I was a little disappointed that you didn't get to run into those guys. Um, but pretty cool, we were, you know, running into the guys, uh, you know, uh, around Barcelona. And that's and that's why we have you on, is you are from Barcelona um, in Spain doing Giants content. Um, Zona Gigantes, which is, you know, a podcast, social media, a YouTube uh, about the New York Giants, but most almost exclusively in Spanish. You have some English interviews and stuff. What is Zona Gigantes for the people who have never heard of it? Zona Gigantes started in 2017 as a podcast in Spanish of the Giants because you don't have any content in Spanish about our New York football Giants. And we think like countries like Mexico, like Latino America, Argentina, and also in Spain. I mean, in Spain, the NFL is growing so much in the last years. We had the NFL Europe many years ago. Uh, great players like Kurt Warner played in the league. Uh, I remember watching the Barcelona Dragons in the 90s when I w- was growing up. And I think it was necessary to do this podcast to connect all the uh, Spanish-talking uh, Giants fans. 
And since that, man, we are growing up, uh, not like Talking Giants, but uh, a lot. And now with the YouTube channel, uh, we're arriving to more people. I think it's uh, we have like parallel um, careers with Talking Giants that we start also with the YouTube like you guys. And, and that make us uh, arrive to more people around the world. And I think uh, Zona Gigantes at the end is like Talking Giants. It's a, a big community of the Giants uh, where everyone is welcome. And we love to do content every week. We are so passionate about the team. And that's Zona Gigantes, a podcast and YouTube channel of the New York Giants in Spanish. Yeah, and I've repeated this take a lot, is that when we first started talking Giants, our most loyal listeners were usually the international fans. You know, when we were putting out mailbag tweets, when we had, you know, a thousand followers, the people who were asking questions were, you know, from Spain, you know, uh, uh, Germany, where, wherever. Or, or the UK. And I realize it's because you guys are like extremely passionate about the Giants like we are here, but it's like you don't have that meet that surrounding where it's Giants fans all the time. So, you know, online on social media is how you use it. And I remember you did a video with your dog where you drafted your dog. <laughs> and that was the first time I, I saw you, Ruben, and then we connected from there. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's I, I have been blown away at how international one, the NFL is, but in particular, the New York Giants fans. Yeah, especially, uh, I think Germany, England, and Spain are the biggest country uh, where there's an NFL lovers in Europe. Also, Mexico, I think, is a second sport. You have many Mexican listeners also in Talking Giants. And yeah, I mean, this sport is growing so much. The league is making a fantastic work with these international games. We just know that it's going to be another game in Germany. And probably in Berlin or Munich, I recommend you to come over because the Germans know how to party with Oktoberfest, with the big events, the, the stadiums in Germany for the Bundesliga are always packed. And for the NFL, if you go to London to watch the games, major part of the public are Germans too. So I think uh, the, the, the league is going to grow up so much more abroad. And it's going to be a lot of international games. They're still talking about Brazil. They're talking about Canada also. I think, I think the NFL is growing globally. And I think it's a good news for Tolkien Giant, good news for Zona Gigantes and all the Giants creators in, in the community. Yeah, I was going to mention Brazil is like a place where I feel like even like a lot of like Talking Giants listeners, I feel like a lot of them are coming from brazil now i want i want to get to like talking about you as a giants fan but you're talking about the league and you're talking about how the game is growing and it's growing internationally so have you thought about and have you know you and your crew have you examined like a possible franchise overseas i mean it's been you know on the rumor mill for you know over the course of over the course of the last few years and roger goodell has always said that that's something that maybe he wants to do so have you given any thought as to like if that's something that you would like, yes, I want a franchise overseas and then maybe even given any thoughts like logistically as to what you guys like, hey, here's what we think that that could look like. Here's a division that they can play and here's a possible schedule, how that can work out. Have you thought about that at all? Or is that just kind of let's just wait and see what for for some news to come out? Yeah, Justin, absolutely. I mean. A few months ago, before the pandemic, uh, the Jaguars been talking about maybe uh, move the franchise to London because Mr. Khan, the owner, he's the Fulham, uh, f uh, the Fulham owner, the, the uh, Premier League team. He's from the UK originally. Well, he have, he have Indian roots, but he's from the UK. And actually, uh, for the 2020, it was supposed to play four games of the Jaguars in the Wembley Stadium. 
they play a lot of games in the Wembley Stadium as local. They have a big fan crew in, in the UK. I was covering one game there uh, in 2018. And I'm not... Uh, I think it will be probably in the future that it's going to be some team in, in overseas, maybe in England or maybe in Germany, because uh, it's big following and, and the fans start growing and growing and growing in, in, in Europe and Latin America. So probably we will see something like that in the future. Why not? If, if the Eagles moved to uh, Barcelona, would you become an Eagles fan? Absolutely not. Bullies. I know you want to. You hate the Eagles just as much as we do and their fans. Uh-huh. <laughs> you told me some of the stories, even like with the, you know, like the, the, uh, you know, the Eagles Spain or Eagle Eagles Brazil pages. It's like, man, they're, they're just as ruthless and they're not from Philly. <laughs> yeah, uh, man. I mean, they are Eagles fans for some reason. So they are the same style, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're just, they're the, the scumbags of Spain are Eagles fans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Are you going to go to the games this year? I know they have Dolphins, Jags, and Falcons, Jets. I, I know you went and covered for um, the Spanish Bowl uh, some of those games before. Do you have plans to do that this year? Maybe, yes. I mean, if uh, my work, uh, I can do it. I'm not, I'm not that lucky like you guys that you work for John Boy Media and you are 100%. I have my other job. I work in the hotel industry. But if I, ha- I have the chance to go there uh, to cover some game it's always a pleasure in london the organization is great and it was an amazing experience uh, it, it's kind of a super bowl i told you before Bowie, that you see um supporters from all the teams with the jerseys on it's a big party it's a big celebration and i think all the people after the covid situation and all the pandemic have a lot of uh, excitement to to go to one of the, these events in london because Wembley Stadium, also the new Tottenham Stadium, they are doing a great job there. And it's always a pleasure to cover the trainings, uh, to cover the, the press conference. And I think if I have another chance to go, I take it for sure. Do you feel the Giants have one of the strongest international presence? Like, is it the strongest or one of the strongest? I know the Jaguars, you know, they've played a bunch of games over the course and you'd already talked about that. So which kind of NFL franchise has like the strongest international presence? For the last years, uh, Justin, it's been the Patriots because they've been winning so much. Uh, It was a kind of dynasty. And in Spain, we have a lot of uh, Patriots fans, also Green Bay Packers fans. Also, it's from a lot of tradition about that. But I think when, when the Giants start to win again, to be in a competitive team, New York is always like a big market. We have a lot of Knicks fans in Spain, the New York Knicks, because uh, basketball is the second sport in Spain. Yeah. Uh, Pau Gasol was playing in the NBA. We have a many Spanish players there. So always New York, when the t- one team is playing good, when it's uh, competitive, I think we're going to have more, more Giants fans. We have a really um, strong Giants basement fans. I mean, they are really loyal to the team. We are not so much. I mean, we are m- in the middle of the pack, maybe. But I think if the Giants start to win, to be in a really good team playing, I think we're going to have more fans of the Giants because New York is always like, oh, I love New York, you know? Yeah. And I have to give you your podcast and also your base a lot of credit as well because starting a Giants podcast in 2017 <laughs> and then keeping it going as the, you know, it's not like you started it in 2016. You got a little taste of a little winning and then it's like, oh, well, you know, now we've struggled the last few years. No, every single year, 20, I feel like 2017 is a, it's kind of a bad time to start a Giants 
podcast, by, but by I have you, to give you guys, I have to give you guys a ton of credit for kind of keep, you know, keeping it going and also, you know, growing like you've done. And also I am, I'm extremely jealous of the equipment all of you use. I, I say it all the time. And also the video, like, even if like, even if you, you know, give Zona Gigantes a follow, I'm serious, because even if you don't, you know, obviously you don't know Spanish, the videos that you guys put out, it, they're so well done. And I'm a, I'm a geek for that. Cause I'm trying to learn, you know, how to like do all the video editing stuff myself. So credit, credit to you guys all around for what you're doing. Well, Alejandro, Alex and, and Jorge Vico, they are the creators of the videos and they're doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Uh, they can teach you one day. It's so easy. I mean, they, they can do a masterclass. And about creating the podcast, Justin, I was in the wild card game against the Green Bay Packers that we lost in 2016. You remember? Mm -hmm. And I was alone in home at 2.30 a.m. in the night, <laughs> screaming. Uh, throwing the ball against the floor. I was alone. I said, man, I need to create something to have <laughs> friends of the Giants in Spain to, to share this love for the Giants. And at least if we are losing, if we are all together, it it's, it's, will be less painful because I was feeling so lonely that I cannot share my thoughts, my feelings with, with other people. So I think at the end, when we create Telkin Giants, when we create the Zona Gigantes, is to share with the people and create a community. What has been your favorite interview to do? You've done a bunch, players, media. Um, and what I do like is you guys have like trainers and like and like football analysts and like cover other teams that like speak in Spanish. But like what's, whether it's English or Spanish, like what was probably your favorite interview to do besides me? Well, <laughs> that's a good question, Bobby. Well, the one with Will Hernandez was amazing. Uh, it made us to grow a lot and, and arrive to more Latino public. A lot of Mexican people discovered us because the interview was one of the uh, interviews uh, filmed in Spanish with, with Will that not big um, SPN or one of these uh, big uh, channels did. So it was really good for us. And I really enjoy every week when we interview uh, the boys in Spanish of the team we are playing against. Yeah. And I was enjoying so much uh, talking with Martin Gramatica. He won the Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's now the, the narrator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's, he's from Argentina, so he speaks Spanish. And it was a really interesting conversation because he arrived to the league by the college football. It was explaining a lot of things. And he's coming from Argentina. It's one, one country that is only soccer with Maradona, with all only soccer, soccer. So he was giving a, a good point of view that how is NFL football for, for all the Latino Americans and, and all the fan base in, in Argentina. Did you see how jacked Aldrich Rosas got? Actually, it's a really funny story, Bobby. I had the interview and I didn't check the the garbage mail it's what you say the it's junk mail yeah junk junk mail so i he was answering before all the thing with the car and, and the alcohol and he was saying yeah I'm, I'm i'm for it and i miss it man that's that stinks um <laughs> the will hernandez interview was really cool and i remember you know me and you talking last summer it was like okay we had you know we had the right guard you had the left guard with hernandez and, and yeah. we had zeitler and what's cool is like through that relationship like you're the one who you know, I was big on the Nick Gates should play center, but you were like the one who broke the news clear cut that he was practicing center with Will Hernandez in Las Vegas with like, you know, training with Derek mm -hmm. Carr and stuff like that's when it like, you know, he liked my tweet. But, you know, a lot of guys probably practice snapping. You were the one who like flat out like broke the news that those guys were practicing and they were preparing for him to play center. Yeah, I mean, Will 
is is amazing. He's so humble. I tell you a million, million times. And I'm told with him sometimes in, in Instagram. He's like really talkative, really down-on-earth person. Almost and Friday. I, he, he started for us too. Exactly. And I really like the almost Friday thing you are doing. Casi Viernes in Spanish. He's doing for a long time. And I, I like you putting also in Talking Giants this concept because... I think when people see it that it's Thursday, it makes happy people because it's closer to Sunday with Giants football and it's closer to the weekend. So is I like this vibe that you are putting with with uh, Nick Gates. The Hawk Mollis t-shirt in the press conference was awesome. I know so, that was such a cool moment. <laughs> <laughs> so good job, guys! You're doing so well. It's been interesting for Will because Will had to play next to Nate Solder for a while, and Nate and Nate Solder was not good. And Giants fans really hated him to start this season. And then he gets COVID and Shane Lemieux comes in and people fall in love with Shane Lemieux. But then they slowly start realizing that Will Hernandez was better than Shane. And there was uh, – so pe- like people at the beginning of the season hated Will Hernandez. But I think now they're starting to appreciate that he's not like a bad f- player. You know, he's maybe not what we want him to be, but he's not bad. So I, I'm really excited for him to play right guard um, next to Matt Parrott. Absolutely. I mean, he's training so hard. It's one picture of him from from his back that you can see the calves, how he gets stronger this season. Um, the COVID situation, we know who, who it is. I mean, you can have COVID and you need some time to, to get your shape like it used to be before. And I think he will be fine. He's the best friend of Nick Gates. They are the best friends together. They know each other. We know how important is in the O-line that Those they two know and each Chad other. Slade are like the three best friends on the O-line. Exactly. And it's so important that how they coordinate each other, how is the most important uh, unit in, in this sport. And I think this O-line is going to grow up so much. It's the second year for Lemieux. It's the second year for Perth, for Thomas. Um, they're going to have also Flaherty covering them with a lot of experience. I'm really excited about this line because it's young, can grow up with Saquon and Daniel and other young players. And I think they're going to do a, a good chemistry. Um, I'm really excited, man. I think it's going to be fine. Is there any other Hispanic uh, Giants players right now? I don't think there is. Not really. I mean, we ever <laughs> told, did you guys ever talk left? to Jonathan Casillas? Jonathan Casillas, we didn't talk with him, but we, we will try. I think he's half Puerto Rican. I don't know if he speaks Spanish uh, pretty well, but yeah, it's a good idea. We can check this out. Um, see, I have a lot of Hispanic friends, but they're all Raiders fans, which I wish they were <laughs> Giants fans because I would be like, you got to listen to the Zona Gigantes, but they're all Raiders fans and they're they're arrogant. I don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like them. Um, and then a, a couple Dolphins fans in there too. Um, so it's pretty cool what you're doing, man. What do you guys, what do you guys have on tap for Zona Gigantes? I know it's very slow right now with not much going on, but like, what do you guys have on tap for the next month and then training camp? Well, since uh, training camp, we are doing analysis. We, we an- analyze, um, Kaderi Stoney last week. Uh, we think Ojulari is going to be the next player. Also the secondary. We did, uh, also analyze the online who can grow up. Let's talk a little bit about the, the parts to, to get better in the team. And with the training camp, uh, it's going to come the good things, uh, the preseason games. Uh, yeah, I mean, the end of July is going to be exciting. I know. I'm excited. 
So during training camp, we got to have you to do another uh, Ablanda Agantes, which if yes. people aren't familiar, we did. We've done a, we've done two so far where you guys come on our channel and then live stream. The first one, you guys got really lucky because it was the exact hour that the Eagles traded their pick. <laughs> like the 49ers traded for the third pick and then the Eagle, Eagles traded back up to the to the other pick. It was uh, – or the Dolphins traded back up. That's what it was. So the Dolphins traded twice in one hour. You guys got really lucky with that. Um, but during training camp, we got to do we got to do another one, and then throughout the season too. Actually, Bobby, we did uh, in the free agency. We did three lives, and we did the Kyle Rudolph sign in life. We did the Adoree Jackson live, and we did the um, Kenny Golladay sign also live. It was awesome. I, I mean, we've been so lucky. I felt bad for Justin when Adore Justin, you know, they have Bleeding Blue the, and they, they premiere it. You know, they don't just put it out as a regular video. The second Bleeding Blue started or Dora Jackson signed. So everybody saw that Talking Giants is live or whatever. So everyone's mm -hmm. in there commenting like, Adore Jackson, what do you guys think about it? And it was a premiere. And it's like, no, we're, we're, ta about, we're like, talking about we're, we're talking about how Plaxico Burris signed with the Giants and relating it to Kenny. We're not talking about Dory Jackson, no. Um, yeah, so, uh, but I mean, that's part huge part of just content is being live and you know, you talked about zona Hagantes as a community talking giants as a community you know being live and you know talking with people then people feeling like they're a part of the conversation so being live when that news broke and then everybody being able to go to you your audience being able to go to you that's that's absolutely it's absolutely awesome so um that's that's really cool yeah it's well, been it's, it's been fantastic yeah for sure Ruben, so hopefully, you know, the Giants get another international game, which if they do, we're going to go to it. Yes. Um, but we got to get, I know it's been weird with the pandemic and stuff, but we got to get you back to New York. And when, if you ever even think about going back to New York, you got to let me know. So I make sure I'm, I'm up there at the same time. Where can people find uh, your, yourself, Zona Gantes, Spanish Bowl? Like if, if, you know, where, where can people find all this stuff? Because we know there's an audience out there. So Zona Gigantes is in Instagram, in Facebook, Twitter, and also the YouTube channel. Also, we are on Spotify and all the different podcast platforms. Um, it's, we are in audio like you guys and also in video. So it's, it's similar to Talking Giants. I also um, work for the Giants part content on Spanish Bowl. It's the biggest website in Spain about American football. We are doing now a guide in Spanish that we're going to release probably in August and September. I will send you a copy, guys. It's, it's going to be fantastic. And also my personal uh, Instagram and Twitter is Ruben F. Vargas. So it's always a pleasure to connect with Giants fans around the world, talking about our beloved Giants, about NFL. And for us, the social media, I told you Bobby a million times, it's, it's a blessing that we can connect with people like you guys from the, the USA, I remember in the 90s and the 2000s, it was almost impossible to, to have this. And I think it's one of the biggest things of the pandemic. All the interviews we did, all the content we create is because we have Zoom, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, Twitter. And I think the social media at the end is a really nice thing to, to, for the humans. For sure. All right, Ruben, thanks again. Muchas gracias. Go Giants, talking Giants contra el mundo. <laughs> I'm the best. All right. Thanks again. 
Ruben, Sandra for coming on. Make sure to go follow those guys, especially Ruben and Vargas of Zona Gone. Like, they're really trying to grow the game. Even if you're not going to, like, listen to their stuff in Spanish, they put out other stuff. They do good stuff, whether it's Instagram, Twitter. They do good stuff. And it's just cool. Like, the game is growing, and I want us, I want the Giants to own the international fan base. And they said right now they don't. So, hopefully the Giants can get good. Let's get, let's dominate the international fan base. And I, I want to go over there next time, uh, next time they have games. I know they're getting ready to do something in Germany. We have a lot of listeners from Germany. So, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate it. We'll be back on Friday with, uh, probably a, like i said a mix-up of bleeding blue and talking giants but also when we get back from our break we're getting ready for training camp but there's a couple ideas i have that i want to get done before we get into training camp that i think will be really fun so um enjoy it subscribe rate review all that good stuff and see you guys later in the week enjoy and if you're taking time off enjoy it. and but until then let's go big blue <laughs>